Welcome back to Cinema Adventure. We are a movie podcast where every week we sit down and have a discussion about a film. And this week we are discussing Solo, a Star Wars story. I'm your double-crossing scoundrel with a really cool cape, Aiden Walker. Uh, oh, wow. I don't even know how to follow that up. I am your Jedi, Blake. That was so lame, but I couldn't think of anything. Jedi came to mind. And I'm Chewbacca. Great, there Just you kidding. go. <laughs> you can be it all. Yeah. You can really be it all in Star Wars. Yes, you can. Yeah. So this movie was anticipated by almost nobody, I think. As in anticipated for what? Like to be good? Yeah. Really? I think this movie was announced and people went, huh? Really? Why? I heard Don't it. we already know Han Solo? I guess not. There's guess more not. to know, yeah. I never thought I was kind of excited. I think I'm also not, maybe it's because I'm not like a Star Wars fan with like a capital F. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. Han Solo, great. And that was kind of it for me. When it got announced and they're like, we're going to do a Han Solo movie, but Harrison Ford's not going to be Han Solo <laughs> and it's going to be another dude and it's going to be an origin story. I went, this sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. But really. the movie was okay. Really? I really liked it. I would say more than, better than okay. This is, this is the theme for me for my discussions with people is i'm like yeah it was fine and everybody's not everybody a lot of people really like it and that yeah honestly makes me happy and it makes me think that i need to see it again maybe because like you know as somebody who really loves star wars all i want is for people to like it and for people to think that it's enjoyable and if this movie did that for a lot of people then that's great there you go i think i can't hate it i can't hate it no i do think it is like I don't want to like make this grand statement because oh, I haven't a grand seen the statement. '90s, but I feel like it's like the most lighthearted of the Star Wars movies that I've seen. Oh yeah, it's just kind of a fun little caper. Not super. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just like a prequel, so it's not like it really matters that much. But it's just kind of a fun. I don't know, popcorn blockbuster movie. And to its credit, you know. to its credit, I think that this movie does a really good job of world building. You get to see mm-hmm. more interesting bits of the galaxy and i like that you know it's kind of nice for once to watch a star wars movie that basically has no stakes that's true because they're able to tell a story that isn't like we're gonna do empire versus rebellion we've (laughs) all seen it we know what that looks like it was nice to see them stray away from it except for a couple of little parts Mm -hmm. where there was that one character enfys nest who shows up by the way this is super duper gonna be a spoiler episode of course there's the enfys nest character who shows up at the end and is like hey by the way we're gonna do this little thing called a rebellion do you want to do that with us and han's like no and she's like well maybe you'll change your mind someday and i was like okay we get it it was wild <laughs> that's that woman right yeah that's what you're talking about i'm like because i don't know anyone's name so. yeah she was cool <laughs> she's very cool i love when she like it's a very grand reveal and she takes off her mask it's like whoa who's yeah. this warrior woman i trusted her immediately even if she was like bad Same. i was like i'm gonna follow her she was cool she was very cool I liked her character design a lot. She looked like a tribal Kylo Ren. Oh, wow. Interesting comparison. Yeah, I dug it. (laughs) I I think it would be cool to see people at like anime conventions and comic cons cosplaying as that character. I would love to see some costumes. I feel like they'll be a little warm though. Because she's wearing a lot of gear. True. It's a lot of gear. So they're going to be, it's going to have to be a big commitment for them. I would say. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to give a little plot summary? I can. I, I have only seen the movie once, you know, and Me so too. I have, I am going to have a hard time. I'm going to keep it very simple. <laughs> Han Solo is a young boy. He's living yes. on the streets of a planet called Corellia, which is a throwaway line. In the <laughs> first movie, he talks about being able to outrun big Corellian freighters. Oh, so really? of course they show 
Corellia being the planet he's from. The Millennium Falcon is a Corellian YT model freighter. <laughs> he's from Corellia. They say that in The Force Awakens, but like, wow, he's from Corellia, and um, he's got a girlfriend who's played by Amelia Clark, and they do a lot of making out. Yeah, they work for a giant centipede. <laughs> yeah, what's her name? Lady something. Lady. Lady Pro- is it Proxima. I think it's Lady Proxima. Yeah, and she's voiced by Linda Hunt, who has a wonderful voice yeah yeah I, I liked the creature design of that big centipede just a out. big worm lady yeah she just comes out of the water it's very she's ominous. always mad she apparently yeah. can't sunlight if it hits her she'll get burnt she's, she's like really, a big centipede vampire yeah she's like very relatable and she's <laughs> blinged out she's covered in like yeah. fancy jewelry yeah she's who i'm trying to be I saw one review that equated the opening of this movie which is it's like charles dickens in space is it? Oh, is that the man? Okay. I'm going to sound ignorant on the podcast. Oh, no. But he's the, he like writes books about poor British youths, correct? Yeah. He's like the, the founder of like the, might I have a little more? That's it. That's him. Yeah. Okay. That's the man. We're settled. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because Han Solo is this, this little, little guy who's living in squalor with his girlfriend. Yeah. He's of course already kind of in trouble with with the law. He's stealing stuff to make money. He's already kind of in trouble with the Empire. He, of course, like every Star Wars character at the beginning of the movie, is dreaming of leaving and doing something bigger and better. Unlike Luke, who looks out at two setting suns, or like <laughs> Ray, who looks at a spaceship blasting off and wearing a rebel pilot helmet and looking sad while she eats her food, Han Solo is <laughs> just like, let's do this thing, baby. And he <laughs> does it. He and his girlfriend, they take off and they they attempt to get onto a starship to get off of Krellia. Unfortunately, Amelia Clark gets caught by their crime boss, who's this like crazy looking Aww. guy with a cool mask. I think his <laughs> name was Moloch. Um, <laughs> Which was kind of wild. So she gets captured, but Han gets away and he's like, I'm going to come back for you. So his plan is that he's going to enlist in the the Empire to, to make his money and become a pilot so that he can come back and save her. Then we get this scene where we learn Hans, how Han Solo got his name, which I thought was incredibly unnecessary. What did you think about that? I thought it was funny. I'm the sucker for that kind of corny stuff. And I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. What a fun origin. Isn't it? Li- it's just literally... He doesn't have a last name, so they're just like, you're by yourself, Solo. Yeah, they're like, "Who are your, who's your family? And he's like, I don't got any family. I'm Han Solo, played by Vin Diesel. That's true. And then the Imperial guy's like, oh, nobody. You have no family. Solo. You're all by yourself. See, it would be, I feel like so much, it'd be funnier if like he picked a different word for that, like individual. Han alone. individual. Like imagine like, hi, I'm Han individual. <laughs> Man, he would that not have, been, have been a cool guy after he that. He wouldn't have been. That's a mouthful. So, you know, props for the Imperial, um, you know, security officer who was just like, yeah, yeah, you'll be Han Solo. We'll yeah. make you cool. It's Good the one him. cool thing a nerdy empire dude has ever yeah. done. Kind of crazy. I mean, that man will never know that he kept that name forever. I bet he will. I think Han Solo's pretty famous. That's true. Maybe he does know. Yeah. Do you think that's like during dinner parties, he's like, oh, guess who named Han Solo? Me. He was yeah. just Han before he was Mononymo like Madonna. <laughs> but now, Han Solo, me. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Han enlists in the the Empire and instead of become, well, they 
it's they do a time skip. There's like a three year time jump, and it's and you you learn that he was a pilot, but that he was kicked out of the pilot program because he wouldn't follow orders well Classic enough. So con. they put him into this military unit, and there's this great, actually a very comedic cut because he's like it cuts from him being like I'm gonna be a pilot, I'm gonna be the best in the galaxy, and the the guy who gives him the name Han Solo, he's like, well Han Solo, we'll have you flying in no time, and then it cuts to him on a battlefield flying through the air because of an explosion which i thought was very comedic but he ends up on this battlefield where you get kind of a cool look at kind of how horrible the empire is you know in the original trilogy you're like yeah they're bad because they rule the galaxy but you don't really see any like the true darkness Mm -hmm. in this movie he's working it's like this colonial campaign where they've just arrived on some planet and they're just like killing all the locals to instate their own government there yeah so han solo while he's there meets these criminals and he who are blending in who they're on some kind of job uh, and he decides that he's going to go with them and they're not super happy about that so they they double cross him and trick him into getting caught by the empire as a deserter he's thrown in a cell with the monster who ends up twist it's chewbacca almost cried i'm just kidding but <laughs> almost it was cried a big deal most emotional chewbacca and han solo have a little throwdown until it's revealed that han can speak wookie which is a very funny little it's wild to me. Scene, he just kind of <laughs> growls. I enjoyed that. I know it was very corny, but I thought it was quite funny. I love funny. all that corny shite. It's I so feel, good to yeah, me. Yeah, I feel like that was the only bit of direction from Phil Lord and Chris Miller that stayed I would, I movie. wish they could put a little thing in the corner like, this is the Lord and Miller stuff. Right. You know, because I think like, isn't 80% of it not there? So there's that little 20% yeah. that's just like dangling and we don't know. We, we don't can't know. Say. We don't know. So Han and Chewie decide to actually team up and the two of them escape with the criminals together. They basically like prove their worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a train heist, which is happens too quickly. Love it. You love the train heist? I love the train heist. My biggest problem with the train heist was that there was no scene beforehand where they explained what the heist was going to be. True. Because the tension that happens in a heist is you get the setup beforehand. This is the plan. Everybody has their job. Don't deviate from your job. And then once the heist starts going wrong, that's where the tension comes in. But there's none of that. It's just like, oh, there's a heist, but we don't know what the heist is. So when it starts going wrong, there's no like emotional investment in it. Oh, I was invested. Even though I was, I just thought they were just doing it for fun. Like they just wanted some money. They knew there was the, what's it called? Coaxium. Coaxium. It's you remember all like, the things. Oh, I feel like you remember all the things. And then you like, you walk in here like, I don't have any notes, but know all these specific details that I do not remember. <laughs> so it's very impressive. But I thought it was kind of tense. You know, I didn't really know. I mean, I guess like the whole point is that like afterward, they're like, this is bad because we're working for this man. Right. And then it's like, oh boy. So I guess that would have been nice to know because then it would have added something, but. Yes, you find out that the the criminals are working for a bigger criminal, a, a crime boss named Dryden Voss, who's played by Paul, Paul Bettany. Bettany. And I liked him. Yeah. He didn't have like much going for him as a character because originally that character was played by another actor, but all those really? scenes had to be cut out when when Ron Howard took over who because was, they um I can't remember him? what his name is, but he's really I don't know how to even find out who is he is. Comparable I can't remember. to Paul Bettany or is it like Not complete at all. 360? No, he was going to be um, a motion capture alien. Really? Who apparently looked like a lot like a lion originally. Dang. Yeah. What? So that all Ron. got scrapped. Run. Yeah. Apparently the other actor had other commitments and when there was the you know big delay in shooting and Ron Howard um, had to take over, he couldn't complete It um, was just faster to have like an actual person. Yeah. Dang. Wow. So they meet Dryden Voss and you also are reunited with Han's girlfriend, whose name I never said. Her name's Kira. And that is like the least exciting reveal of all time. There was like <laughs> almost no build up to it. <laughs> it's just like suddenly it's like Kira's like, oh, I'm here. And Han's <laughs> like, oh man, you are. And then he's like, 
did, how did you escape from Corellia? And then she very dramatically is like, uh, I didn't. <laughs> I did hate that because they never really explain. Like, I would have liked to know, like, what happened from her, you know, when they, you know, split up to now. But then what does she say? And it just like, you don't want to know what I did. Like, you'd yeah. be disappointed. It's like, okay, but I want to know Kira. So just tell him. <laughs> just tell him. <laughs> That's the thing is that Kills they tried me. to play up her as like the femme fatale from like a noir movie so much in this movie that it was almost to a caricature-esque degree. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's like like she's bad and she's not going to tell you why she's bad, but believe me, oh, she's bad. (laughs) And that was it. Yeah, but it's like, but actually you should tell me. Like, don't just keep it hidden. It's good for a while. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe they'll tell me later. I don't know. Maybe she'll die and like reveal it at the last second. I don't know, but no, nothing. So they get in trouble, right? Because they didn't retrieve the coaxial yeah, from the train heist. So Dryden Voss is like, I'm going to kill you, dog. And then they are able to talk their way out of that and go on another mission for him. They Han, you know, BSs his way through some stuff as usual. And is like, we'll go and get some unrefined coaxium from the planet Kessel, because why not? <laughs> and Paul Bettany's like, do it. You won't. And Han's like, I will. I'm Han Solo. And they're yeah. like, who? Everyone, this is verbatim. I hope you know Aiden memorized. I memorized all the scenes. This is it. So they go to Kessel and there's a lot more action. We get to meet before they go uh, Lando Calrissian and his droid L3, who's played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Lando is played by Donald Glover. Yeah. I like the droid. Yeah. She's fun. She is fun. She's quite a character. Maybe she'll come back. I don't know. It seemed like she's not. No, I don't think but so. But also, like, when would they come back also? Because there's not going to be, like, a sequel to this, right? I think so. Apparently, Alden Ehrenreich, who played Han, is signed on for two more movies. Really? So there might be more Han Solo movies. I think instead of, like, Solo, the next one's called Duo or Double or something. That would be very good. <laughs> who do I tell this to? George Lucas. Uh, there's a comedian who has a joke about that. He says, Han, Han Solo, more like Han Duo. That guy's always with Chewbacca. Oh, wow. I can't remember so who clever. that is, though. He has a very funny stand-up special that I just watched. Mm-hmm. Did he pay you to say this? No. <laughs> I guess if he did pay you, you would probably remember his name. Probably. But yeah. Yeah. That's the plot, and they have to get the Quaxium. Kind of your typical, like, will they be able to make it with everything intact? They do. They do. But they make the Kessel Run, and it's great. Yeah. I loved that whole scene. That's the music so and the music during the Kessel Run was so exciting because they like mm-hmm. blended together both the like the Tie Fighter attack theme yes. from the original movie, like which is my favorite Star Wars song. <laughs> but then they blended that with the the Into the Asteroid Field theme from the Empire Strikes mm. Back, wow. just kind of seamlessly, which I. Mm. I appreciate so it. Fan. It made me feel very good. I just sit there and I'm like, oh, music. Oh, music. I was, <laughs> I was recognizing all the cues and it made me giddy. <laughs> wow. Like you were like, this is opus one, uh, <laughs> number three. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I liked it. I think I've heard a lot of complaints online saying it was mediocre or whatever. I just thought, you know, I wanted a fun little Star Wars movie, a little adventure. Yeah. And Rogue One was kind of dark. Not necessarily. I wouldn't call it fun in the way this no. movie is. No, no, no. And you know, I had a good time. And I think everyone knows that I'm shallow. I like these sorts of action movies. Very lighthearted. Delivered. Yeah. Did it. Yeah. I loved all the new locations that they went to in this movie. Yeah, they like weren't ugly. A lot of Star Wars stuff is very just like, this is wet or this is too dry and kind of... I eh. loved all the stuff on Kessel. But like, I liked nice. the guy... 
I rec- see I'm a big dork so I've seen yeah. like the animated Star Wars shows oh, like wow. the Clone Wars and I've watched Star Wars Rebels Rebels is really good the Clone Wars is pretty good too <laughs> but there's they go to Kessel during the Clone Wars so it wasn't the first time that like we oh, like really? that, that planet has appeared on screen but there there's characters they're called the Pikes and they mention them in this movie and they have the square head so the guy who comes out with like all the different keys is a Pike so it was cool to see that like not animated but as like a real dude yeah, uh, who, uh, my girlfriend <laughs> leaned over to me in the theater well, when that character first appeared because he's got like the the weird little vape stuff coming out of his face, and she was uh-huh. like, "This guy vapes." <laughs> yeah, he has a jewel. <laughs> that guy, that guy vapes real hard. Good aesthetic. I like the aesthetic in this Good movie aesthetic. quite a lot. I feel like I've been taking crazy pills though when I read this stuff online, where people are like, "The Han Solo movie is leaps and bounds better than the Last Jedi." I'm like. What? Is it? There's so much hatred for Last Jedi. I know. It's like could I feel you like relax, I'm sweaty. It's very. It's too much. Yeah. Because I like. I'm worried. Because I feel like there's this sort of thing when there's enough negative talk or whatever. Like your brain just kind of automatically, not agrees, but like your brain's like, oh, that movie's bad, even if like you didn't think it was bad yourself. So it's like I can't listen. I love. I, I love that movie. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought this was very good. I just think it's very hard to please a lot of oh, the Die yeah. Hard fans. Like I don't really know what they want because they don't want it to be too much like the old ones, but they don't want it to deviate too <laughs> exactly. much from the old ones. So it's like, oh, man. do you want to make it? Like, here's some money. Figure yeah. it out. They're impossible to please, and I think really the. Are. I think I we may have talked about this briefly in the Empire Strikes Back episode we did, but. The thing about Star Wars is that it represents a lot of different genres, and yeah. those genres are liked different amounts by the different people who watch That's them. That's true. Oh, so the people who loved the original Star Wars, Episode Four, for all the dogfighting and spaceships, will probably love the Han Solo movie. Yeah. But the people who loved maybe The Empire Strikes Back for the weird nature of the Force and uh-huh. the little green monsters and the <laughs> gross aliens will love something like The Last Jedi. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It's just that other people who have you know different proclivities will say, mm. eh, I like that one so it's much. It's complicated. I also feel like, I don't know what this one, I feel like it'll be attacked less because it's directed by, you know, Ron Howard. It's very safe. And I feel like since Ron Howard directed it, they can't be like, oh, he didn't know what he was doing. So I think that's kind of <laughs> the rhetoric around like Ryan Johnson because he hasn't done a ton of stuff. No. And so I think they're just thinking like, oh, they just brought him in and he didn't really know. Whereas Ron Howard, you can't do that as much. Right. And Ron Howard is like best friends with George Lucas. Oh yeah. He's worked with, I think like a handful of his movies have been like, funded by them. Oh yeah. No. And Ron Howard, you know, was one of the main characters in American graffiti, which was George's like first movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the history is there. Yeah. There you go. I am curious. I mean, I was watching it and I think this movie is very fun and very funny, but I kept thinking about what it would have been had they kept Christopher, Christopher Miller and Phil Lord. Mm -hmm. Are those the correct last names to name? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I'm a fan of their previous works. It's all very lighthearted comedy. I think it's funny when they choose the directors. Like, they'll do, like, the Lego movie, 21 Jump Street, and then, oh, here's Star Wars. Like, it's very It's just, wild. It's crazy. But I'd be curious because it sounds like it was, I mean, they got fire kind of because they were going, they're trying to make it too much of a comedy, right? But mm-hmm. I kind of think that would have been good. Like, I think they should have just trusted them. The comedic beats in this movie were some of the best bits. I think so, too. And uh. I wish I had more of it. I think it would have been. And it would have suited better because, I mean, there's that whole idea that, you know, Han Solo is kind of rebellious, whatever. So if you have this comedy thing that's a little bit subversive and deviates from the Star Wars norm, I think that would have complemented it a little bit more. So I wish there was, I mean, it's impossible, I guess, but I wish there was a way to see the Lord and Miller version. I guess it's almost like 
Jodorowsky's Dune, like we'll never know. Right. We just have David Lynch, but we'll never know the other one that sounds like it could have been better, probably. <laughs> a tragic yeah. time. A tragic time. Really is. Well, we've been going for 20 minutes, <laughs> so why don't you hit me with some fun facts All about right. Solo? I feel a little blessed because I feel like the last few times we've been in a movie, facts are very hard to come by. They're actually good, but these, they had some decent ones for me. Mm -hmm. All right. So Harrison Ford says that he thinks the movie's phenomenal, but he didn't go to the premiere because he didn't want to steal Alden. Is it Ironreich? I, th I think so. I, whatever. His Thunder, which very nice of him. Respectful. But also good, because I feel like if I were Ironreich, I'd be very scared, because Harrison Ford freaks me out. Oh my gosh. Know. I'm so happy that the reception for him has been so positive. People are like, he did a really I good know. job as Han. I thought he was great. I did too. I was really worried for not, I mean, I wouldn't have cared if he wasn't like completely convincing as Han. He's a different person than Harrison Ford. <laughs> you know, you have to have some space for, you know, logic. But... I'm so happy that he did as well as he did because it would have been so terrible if the maniacs who hated The Last Jedi so much just tore I know. him apart as well. I feel like they still will try. Like, I don't think he's immune. I haven't seen very much hate for him no, online. That's true. So. Yeah, I know it's such a good performance. I mean, I feel like he has pretty much all of Harrison Ford's mannerisms and things like down to a T, but there's enough of like Ironreich's own. I'm probably, I feel like I'm going to pronounce his name different every time, by the way. Everyone's <laughs> so sorry. But I feel like he has enough of his his own ideas about the character to kind of... So it's like a good combination of, like, he does feel like Han Solo, but it's not, like, an imitation, which exactly. I really appreciate. Exactly. And he's really good, and I've, I've liked him in other things, so I hope that this will kind of, like, turn people on to him, because I think... Good actor. Big fan. Yeah. So far. All right. Where was I? So the Golden Idol, parentheses, Fertility Idol... From the opening scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark is sitting on a table in the meeting room of Dryden Voss. Harrison Ford, who originally played Han Solo, also played Indiana Jones, which I don't know why they wrote that because everyone knows that. <laughs> um, but Howard did this on purpose. He confirmed it on Twitter. Love it. There's a lot of little nods <laughs> to like old extended universe stuff in this movie too. As, as there should be. I, did eggs. you notice the big like hologram skull that was in Dryden Voss's office? No. It was like in one of the windows. Really? Apparently that same skull design is on like one of the old kind of pop art covers uh, for one of the old like Han Solo books from the I think the 80s or 90s. There's a Han Solo book? Like a comic book? No like, like book book. A book book? There have been a ton of Star Wars books. Are they like real books? Are they just like little fun things? No they're like by? real books. Damn, huh? Wow. There's, there's one series of books called the Thrawn Trilogy, which takes place after Return of the Jedi that was that came out like during the early 90s, which apparently everybody like loved and they really? were like crazy good. But I never wow. I never read any of that stuff, so, I, so I'm not an authority on it. There's probably so much Star Wars things that are out there that I don't know exist. Oh, it's could. wild how much Star Wars stuff there is out I there. I think I just found out there was like a, is there like an online animated new one that has like Daisy Ridley's involved with it? I feel like I read that somewhere. So it's like, I didn't even know mm, that existed. They're doing little that shorts that I think are about five minutes long wow. uh, that are mainly focused around the female characters I from, them. from the galaxy. It's called Forces of Destiny. Hmm. It's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. Cute. It's quirky. Yeah. <laughs> cute little animation style. Wow. Solo was originally going to appear during the Battle of Kashyyyk. Well, it has three Ys. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's the Wookiee um, planet. Oh, is that? Oh, because there's like multiple whatever's in Wookiee, right? There's like two Ks or something. Yeah. Two Es too, right? I don't know. I think I there's remember two Es and 
Two O's? When I found out mind. the I spelling when I was like writing my review, I was like, really? There's this many extra things? <laughs> okay. Um, so, he, sorry, sidebar. I love how John Favreau's little monkey character in this movie pronounces the word Wookie as Wookie. Mm, I love that Big character. Fan. I liked him a lot. Is that like a Boston? Like, what is that? I don't know. He was great, though. So they're like, huh, let's go over there. Let's go get some drinks. It was sad when he died. I, he died way too prematurely. I would have liked more of him. Uh, <laughs> that was rough. It really was. My dad, I guess, fell asleep, like, for a second, like, when he died. So then <laughs> he, like, for the rest of the movie, he's like, where did the little monkey man go? <laughs> and I was like, he died. He's like, oh, that's sad. That is sad. It's unfortunate. Yeah. You know? Oh, I don't even think I finished this fact. Okay, so he's going to appear in Revenge of the Sith as an orphan 10-year-old being raised by Chewbacca. <laughs> and he helps Obi-Wan Kenobi locate and find General Grievous, don't know who that is, by finding part of a transmitter droid and sending signals from Uta... <laughs> Utapau? U- yeah, Utapau. <laughs> I just love, like, all Man. these words that I've never seen. And I'm just, like, <laughs> saying, I'm saying nonsense. Well, luckily that does not appear in Revenge of the Sith because that, that would be F'd. horrible. That would have also just effed things up for this movie. Would have so. been bad for the timeline. Would have been bad. So glad that was scrapped. Woody Harrelson, who plays one of the um, criminals that Han joins, we did not mention. It's him. Vandy Newton, who plays his, like, wife, I guess, and the monkey man. Those are the original three. Vandy Newton gets killed off during the train sequence, which is dumb. She should have been in the whole movie. Right. I that was another funny thing her. that happened. My girlfriend leans over and whispers in my ear once Vandy Newton appeared on screen. She was like, how did she have time to do this if she was also doing Westworld? I and, know. I, and I was like, that's a good question. And then she died, like, five minutes later. I was she, like, oh, that's how. <laughs> she was in this movie, took time out, and then they kill her off. But I guess she probably knew that, you know, when she signed on. Probably. She's like, I guess I have time to stop Westworld. I've never seen Westworld. She's like a robot, right? She's a robo. Wow. An android. Good for her. She's really doing all the different parts. I honestly think you'd love Westworld. You should watch it. I don't watch television. (laughs) They're basically movies. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's the one show I think I feel comfortable recommending to you. Really? Yeah. Okay, maybe someday. Yeah. I'll I'll get back to you. Cool, cool. (laughs) Watch me 10 years from now. Like, I still haven't watched it. It's too hard to commit. Too hard. Woody Harrelson was picked over Christian Bale. Good choice. There you go. I know Christian Bale. I don't know what it is. He kind of irritates me. Yeah. What is it? I feel like, cause I feel like he's not like Jared Leto level annoying. And yet my brain's like kind of makes them the same. Hmm. Maybe that's unfair of me. I don't know. I think it's just like, I get irritated when someone's like, I'm going to gain 90 pounds and then I'm going to lose all of it. And then I'm going to gain it again. It's just like, it stresses me out. Who knows what he would have done for this? Who knows? He probably <laughs> would have actually become a real alien. Oh, my. He would, honestly. He would, like, somehow fly to outer space, learn the ways of whatever aliens he He'd meets. learn the ways of the Force and come back as a force. real Jedi. Exactly. I would love it. Han is, so we mentioned that he's, you know, speaking Wook in the Wookiee language. And this is the first time, I guess, that, that like, someone else is speaking Wookiee and there's, like, subtitles. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I kind of like it, but at the same time, it's like I kind of have always enjoyed, like, the no one. Like, I don't know what Chewbacca's saying, but everyone else just seems to know. Yeah. That's a fun running gag. But whatever. It's fine. Ron Howard was apparently considered to direct The Phantom Menace way back then, but thought it would be too daunting. So we turned it down. So guess that changed. Yeah. Wish he would have. <laughs> Who direct? Did George Lucas direct Yeah, them? George directed all the prequels. No, oh, and no one likes them, right? So. Yeah. Because he had total creative control and nobody at Lucasfilm would tell him no George don't do that that's a bad idea oh no so wow what made him decide for these new ones that he didn't want was he just like too tired oh he sold Lucasfilm because people well I mean part of the reason is that people were so 
so angry over the prequels that he uh, didn't want to make scared. more movies because gotcha. he just didn't want to face the <laughs> the backlash. This movie's release date is May 25th, which is also the release date of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Maybe others, but I only looked at those two. Back. For sure it came out the same day as the original. Yeah, for sure those two. Yes. Maybe the 90s, 2000s. I don't know. The theme of the Imperial March can be heard during the recruitment film at the beginning of the movie before Han signs up for the Empire. Did mm-hmm. you say that? I did not, but I what? did know that. I noticed that during the movie. Brain they play it. Up? They play it in a major key, and I think it's first introduced in the show in Star Wars Rebels. They play it. <laughs> I think it's called like the, it has a title in universe. It's something like Glory to the Empire or something. Ugh. Yeah. Empire sucks. How dare they? Yeah. Boo. Boo. There's no glory here. Let's just talk about that. It's like a joke in this movie because during this risky maneuver in the Millennium Falcon. Han says, I have a really good feeling about this, which is funny because like all the other movies, someone says, I have a bad feeling about this. This is so. true. Do you know who says it in The Last Jedi? Uh, who? It's BB-8. <laughs> no no human does it, but at the very beginning, BB-8 makes some beeps and then Poe Dameron's like, happy beeps, bud. But he likes he beeps in the same <laughs> cadence as, I've got a bad feeling about really? this. Really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Wow. I didn't catch it the first time I'm I watched it. I'm loving all these little details you're throwing at me. I'm, I'm full, like, I am whenever. full of facts, It's terrifying. Buddy. Like the 57th breath that Oscar Isaac took in the <laughs> Force Awakens. You know, Oscar Isaac did meaning. get slapped, like, I think more <laughs> yeah. than 56 times by Carrie Fisher in I the slap that. take. Do you see that? What an honor. Yeah. If Carrie really. Fisher slapped, I wish he'd slap me 57 times. Right. Let's just talk about that. 60 times. I don't care. It'd be great. Be an honor. Can never say it'll happen to me. <laughs> um, this is the first Star Wars. This I don't know if this is true. You can correct me. We'll see. This is the first Star Wars movie that neither mentions the Jedi Order nor has an appearance of the droids R2-D2 and C-3PO. That is correct. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? I miss those little robos. They're fun. Yeah. I'm happy that they didn't try to shoehorn them in, though. I they, felt, they felt pretty shoehorned in in Rogue One. They really did. But, you know... I like I like seeing him. I guess I in wish, co- like the context of Rogue One made a lot more sense for them to be there because true. it takes place about ten minutes before the original movie. Yeah, but Can you imagine like in this, if they're like in the pit with Chewbacca or something, <laughs> just like, like oh man, this is gross. <laughs> <laughs> the the only time I could have been okay with them appearing would be at like the spaceport on Corellia, yeah. just kind of like walking by in the background or something. That would have been fine. But they should have like, made like a Hitchcock style cameo. Yeah, just, like, they you should've. see them doing something silly and that's all you need. C-3PO's wearing like a hat or something. Let's tell Ron Howard. He can go edit it real quick and then from now on it'll be in the... <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Following Rogue One, the second live action Star Wars not to open with the narrative crawl. That's true. Why? Are they just... Is it because it's not like... I think they're saving the crawl for the saga movies. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Wow, you are but, full of them. I know there's a lot. I had to stop. I feel like a lot of movies that have a lot, I have to stop like halfway through the page and I'm like, okay, if I, what if I had like, can you imagine if I had like 50 someday and I, it just never stops? I would, I would have to retire. That's what purgatory is. It's just me reading fun facts forever. This will be Ron Howard's fourth time working with Lucasfilm, following American Graffiti, more American Graffiti, and acting in... And directing Willow. Amelia Clark is the 11th actress from Game of Thrones to appear in the Star Wars franchise. 11th? That's wild. I didn't think about that. I know, like, Gwendolyn Christie's in it. Who else? Is Natalie Dormer in anything? Also, I don't know any actresses from Star Wars. I mean, (laughs) Game of Thrones. From Game of Thrones. Except Amelia Clark and Natalie Dormer. I don't know. Who else? Lena, who's the woman who is uh, sleeping with her brother. She's not in it. She's not in Star Wars. Damn. I don't know. Like maybe that's a false IMDb. That's a wild fun fact. IMDb. 
You better be right about this. Everyone look it up. Yeah, I guess so. We'll have to interrogate them. We need to get people, I don't know, we need to get some correspondence. <laughs> Research this for us. Mm. Yeah. Those are my fun facts. Great. Thank you. Yeah. I loved those. <laughs> They're really good. I hope you liked them. I really I worked so hard. I'm going to add one. <gasps> Since we just talked about like the Empire Strikes Back. added about 37 already. I'm going to so add one more because we were just one. talking about the Empire Strikes Back. And this is pertinent. <laughs> so you remember how no. in Han Solo, the movie... Uh, that we just watched, how the the droid, the robo played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yes. uh, dies, Still and sad. they she has a navigational map system in her hard drive. So yeah. Lando and Han take her apart, and they install her into the Millennium Falcon's computer, mm-hmm. uh, so that the Falcon will have a map of the galaxy, which is pretty cool. That ties in really well with the Empire Strikes Back because at the end, when they're trying to repair the hyperdrive, and Han Solo tells C three PO to talk to the Falcon's computer. C-3PO says offhandedly, I don't know where your ship learned to communicate, but it has the most peculiar dialect. Mm. He's talking to the robo from this movie. <sighs> Tie-ins. That's, that's it, I, man. What's the brain explosion noise? That's it. Is that correct? That's it. I don't know if there's like a standard. That's the wow. one. Wow. Blew my mind. Right, because we talked about in the last episode how there's the little tie-in with Rogue 2 in, oh, yeah. in Empire Strikes Back and how you liked that. I was oh, like, I almost when, I, when they plugged L3 in, I was like, ooh, that's cool. Yeah, it's too much. I always love that kind of stuff when it's like some offhanded comment from the 70s makes it and like becomes a major thing and like, and, wow, I it's too it. much. It's, it's good. I love it's it. Good. I'm happy that a lot of the like fan stuff, like the nods, they weren't too obvious. Like, you know, Han shoots first at the end of the movie when he shoots Beckett. But it wasn't like... Is that a tie into something? Yeah, the whole thing about Han shooting Greedo first in the cantina. And then... <laughs> never mind, I'm not going to explain this oh to you. Oh my god, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you would tell me. It would just like go in one ear and then out the other. Yeah, like, I'm not going to explain it. one second. If you... I'll, I'll put a Sunday. link. I'll put a link to Great. an article about Han shoots first in the uh, okay. description so that Blake can read it when the I'll episode comes out. I'll look at it. I'll internalize it. It'll be part of me. Yes. It'll be in my bio on LinkedIn. Exactly. Han shoots first. So... I want to talk a little critically now Uh-oh. about a couple of things. We mentioned last week, we did some predictions. I don't remember you said, I think you were like, it's going to be my fine. Prediction? I don't remember. That's what it was. You were like, Agreed it's going to be it. fine. It's Agreed, be it's fine. I said, they're going to make a huge mistake if Uh-oh. we don't learn by the end of the movie why Han is so jaded in the original trilogy. And I think Han Solo is pretty much the same person at the end of this movie as he is at the beginning of it. He's Han Solo. <gasps> what? I didn't feel like he had much of an arc at all. Like yeah. I expected to see him as kind of like this bright eyed, hopeful guy. And you get a glimpse of that, but then almost immediately it's like, Oh, Hey, look, it's that Han Solo guy that you know and love so well. So I don't know. I was a little disappointed by that. I didn't feel like this movie justified its existence. <gasps> I was unfazed. <laughs> That's fine. Evidently. I wanted to know why is he such a meanie? I just think, I don't know. Maybe just as I just infer maybe. Because it's like, what, a 10-year gap between the end of this and then the beginning of A New Hope. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume maybe And they're probably going to make two more movies. Yeah, so, so maybe in the next ones he'll get more jaded. He'll start acting like Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix book. He'll just oh, start being really angsty. So and angsty. Rude. You never know what's going to happen. You never right. know. Wait, so, okay, so there's going to be new solo movies. Maybe. Are there going to be... Other Like, what are the... Are there any other anthology movies in the works right now? Like, who are they revolving around? Possibly two more Han Solo movies now that that's a rumor. I don't know if that's going to happen. 
but there's for sure going to be a Boba Fett movie now. Mm. There's very likely going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Ryan Johnson has been given his own trilogy of movies. What? So there will be three Ryan Johnson movies. Oh, damn. The fanboys are going to... I bet they're already shrieking. They're already shrieking. Um, <laughs> David, what, I'm very excited for them. I think they're going to be great. I think they're going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. And then David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who, are, who direct Game of Thrones, have also been given their own trilogy of movies. Wow. So yeah. This is a lot oh, of and trilogies. episode nine. And episode nine has to come out still. Don't they want any? What's a four movie thing called? Quadrilogy. Ooh. Quartet. Does quartet apply? A, qu- a quartet. Why not? Why not a five movie? Let's go, let's boost it up. Let's do more than trilogies. Well, luckily, luckily they call a six movie set a saga instead of like a sextology. <laughs> is that wait? Does saga mean six movies? Yeah, really, I, I thought it so. just meant a lot of drama. I think saga <laughs> is six movies. I think no. that's what that means. I might have been nothing. I might, sometimes I use the word saga when it's not even really a six movie thing. It's just like the drama of this family. It's a saga. <laughs> <laughs> well. If anyone's read a review of me saying saga improperly, let me know. Let them know, let folks. Let me know. Do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about <laughs> while we were here? This isn't, I don't feel like it's going to be a big point of discussion, but mm. was a little shook when I looked up like the cast list and I see that Kira is spelt Q-I apostrophe R-A. I know, that was a wild decision. I feel like classic Star Wars, they'll, I feel like they'll just take like a simple name and just make it fancier. But also not classic Star Wars though, because like we have a character named Ben, True. And a Luke. That's very true. But, like, they have, like, a little razzly-dazzly. I guess Ben Solo's not fancy. No. Like, Skywalker, pretty fancy stuff. That is pretty fancy stuff. But how they spell my name, like, B-L-A-E-Y. I, like, lost track of, like... <laughs> but, you know, you, it's, not like, it's not like you'd have a weird first name. It's that you'd have a spunky last name. So you'd be, Ooh. like... You'd be, like... Bl- Blake, you'd be Blake Boot Blaster. Hell, yeah. Or you'd be, We're like... We're gonna get that changed. You'd be, like... Blake, uh, rocket jumper. Ooh, I like all these. Yeah. Where do I get this changed? The DMV. Um, Just kidding. You have to go to the guy who gave Solo his last name. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds adorable. Yeah, you gotta find that guy. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's great. Um, okay. So I said the Kira thing. That was crazy. So did somebody in your family or somebody on the internet have to explain to you who the scary red man with the lightsaber and the hologram oh, was? Actually, I did write this down. I wrote, explain Darth Maul to me. <laughs> that's what you wrote? Because okay. my dad was just like, he's a bad guy. I'm like, that's not good enough. Okay. He's like, he's the Darth Vader of the, the, pre- the other movies, the prequels. Uh, also wrong, but here's the thing about Darth wow. Maul, okay? So Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> so there was a little movie in 1999 called The Phantom Menace. I haven't heard of it. Which is the first one. It's episode one, The Phantom Menace. And uh, you, don't get a lo- you don't get much Darth Maul in that movie. He's, he's the original apprentice to uh, the big bad emperor who ends up, you know, with Darth Vader later on. Wait, the one that Ray cuts in half? What? Or a different emperor? Who? Different emperor, the original emperor uh, from the original so trilogy. Many emperors. I They're know, all getting new grooves. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the red man with the spiky head. Yeah, and he shows up in the Phantom Menace in the third act and has a fight with Obi Wan Kenobi, and Obi Wan cuts him in half. And and that's it. And that's it. And Darth Maul falls down like a big pit in half. But the crazy thing is, he like <laughs> has a double-ended lightsaber, and the fans lost their minds in 1999. Oh, it's turned. It's I think I've seen pretty cool. maybe part of the fight. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, no, the fight scene is the best part of, like, that scene is 
one of the best lightsaber fights like in the whole series mm-hmm. yeah and the music during that scene is bananas and they played a little like riff from that when he shows up in the hologram really um you should listen to that theme because it's insane maybe but <laughs> i might play it for you before we leave because it's bananas me. but darth maul's a maniac he says like three words in that movie and he became like a fan favorite people like loved darth maul he's scary looking but he gets cut in half and then for the second and third prequel movies you have like these really dumb villains like count dooku and general grievous who's like a robot general grievous is kind of cool but he coughs a lot so you know whatever (laughs) here's the thing most casual fans have thought forever that darth maul was dead because he got caught cut in half so when they put Uh him into the han solo movie now what 19 years post the phantom menace people are like oh my god darth maul didn't die when he got cut in half again this is the benefit of being a total dork and watching the animated series. Uh, Darth Maul go. has been back for years. What? Wow. Yeah. Record scratch. Record scratch. <laughs> hey, I'm Darth Maul. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> this is the beginning of my story. Uh, he falls down the giant pit, but he's so angry because he's got that dark side that his anger keeps him alive. So he gets taken to a trash planet somehow. They don't really explain this but he gets robot legs that look like spider legs. Oh. It is so crazy. Wow, that's such a good comeback. Then then he goes back to his homeworld, Dathomir, which he mentions when he's in the hologram. He's like, come to Dathomir, Kira, and hang out with me because I'm lonely. And <laughs> he goes to Dathomir and he meets these witches and they make him new robot legs. And those are the legs that he's got on in this scene. And it's like, yes. So the new ones are not spider legs. No. He would get rid of spider legs. He got rid of the spider Why legs. Why would you do that? That's so scary. Darth Maul like is this calm, collected, like evil man that you see in the Phantom Menace. He is a lunatic in the cartoon. Like wow. he loses it. Damn. It's great. He's got a great arc. Kind of want to be him. I want to have spider legs. He's got a good vibe. <laughs> Really good vibe. He's got a great vibe. Cool look. So now they've definitely have suggested that he's going to be returning I on would, the screen I love for it. sure. That's what I yeah. want. Me too. These are my needs. He's great. <laughs> so I'm happy that there's these standalone movies to kind of explain and uh, explore some of this weirder yeah. stuff that's so going we on need. in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to talk about or need explained to you? <laughs> <laughs> I hate the last line. Nope. Everything has been covered. Okay. Oh, thank God. Like my seven notes lasted for 45 minutes i feel great i, I feel, feel like good. we've had a really good discussion about i this feel movie. refreshed i feel like i have had a sip of a ice cold crystal light it's good i'm gonna let you do the first final thought a final thought this is <laughs> i always feel like my final thoughts are so fragmented and don't make any sense but i'm just gonna i'm gonna leave it simply this is just like the most fun just straightforwardly fun star wars movie i've seen even though I've not seen them all, I'm just going to make that grand statement as if I've seen them all. But yeah, I think it's a good time. I wouldn't say lower your expectations because, I mean, have whatever expectations you want. But, like, it's just supposed to be a good time. Don't worry about all this consequentiality, whatever. Just go in, look to be thrilled. Enjoy Alden Ironreich, all his pals. They kill it. That good. was horrible. No, I think you did a great job. I really tried. I'm happy now that we've had this conversation. This is my final thought. I'm happy now that we've <laughs> had this conversation that like, that I've been able to talk to you and you were excited about it and you enjoyed it and you had mm. a fun time. I came out of the movie kind of jaded, kind of like, mm, that was like too boring. And I was Ugh, like... You're like Richard Brody or yeah, something. Yeah, it was, it was a bad mindset. You know, I think that the movie isn't perfect. Of course, there's flaws with it. Of but course. at the same time, like... 
I enjoy it a lot more, I feel like, now that I've talked to you about it. Oh, wow. And I'm happy that you enjoyed it. And I'm happy that there's some notes this movie is hitting for a lot of Star Wars fans and just regular moviegoers in general that maybe some of the new other saga films like Rogue One and The Force Awakens and Last Jedi aren't hitting for people. Yeah. So I'm happy that it exists and I'm going to go see it again to, to see if I still feel the same way or if I feel differently. Hmm. I will end this with one thought. Uh-oh. And that is that my favorite scene in the whole movie is when they come off of the mud planet and Han Solo is in the shower and you just see a shot of his feet and then Chewbacca's big hairy feet come in and joins him. Heartwarming. It is the cutest scene ever. Ready to cry. And I love that. Their Han and Chewie's whole relationship dynamic in this movie is hilarious. I love and it. so great. I love Chewbacca. So Me much. too. Even Me though too. he's, what, like 400 years old, he's just like a precious little thing. Whoa. Oh my gosh. We got some screaming. Are they okay? I feel like it sounds like someone brought like a puppy into the newsroom. There's some people um, out in the newsroom who are very excited about the Han Solo movie. They, yeah, they're just loving Alden's performance. They're loving his rapport with uh, Chewbacca, who's played by a former like Swedish basketball player. Or yes, something. Yuna Sutomo. Wow, what he's a, a big boy name! I love that. But yeah, even though he's like 400 years old, he's like a huge puppy. Love it. He's uh, 190 years old in this movie. 190. Like. Okay, so I gave him a little more years. I made him seem like he's wiser than he is. <laughs> he's still a we young Wookiee. We have to do that sometimes. A young? What's an old Wookiee? Like a thousand? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no <laughs> <Fine>. clue. <laughs> well, if you want to hear more of us talking about movies, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you download podcasts, or on our website, uwpodcast.com, where you can find all other kinds of great shows like Home Plates, Between the Culture, Pillow Talk, The Box Seat Podcast, and more. You can reach us on Twitter at the Filmcast or shoot us something at our personal accounts at Aiden Walkero or Blake W. Peterson. If you want to write to us, you can hit us up on Twitter or shoot us an email at cinemadventurepodcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Leave us a rating on iTunes. That really helps us out. If you want to follow along with us, next week is going to be our final episode. Wow. Yeah, it's exciting, but also bittersweet. Mm -hmm. Um, Our final episode, and we're going to be talking about a super classic. We're going to be talking about Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. I almost said the scary violin sound, but I'm like, my mouth cannot do that. My mouth can't do it. My (laughs) mouth can't handle it. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.